You sounded great. Well, you guys were great today. You got all the strings working on that thing? Everyone. All right. <laughs> Never can tell. Hey, bud. Hi. Love you. Hey, sis. You guys sounded great. No, it was on your phone. It was a text. You never got it? None of you got it? Oh, well. My fault. Good morning. It's a good day. You got uh, birds singing. Yeah, sun shining. The love of Jesus in our heart, right? Well, I'm finishing the I Am series, and this week is I Am a Warrior. Christians can be some of the most passive people I've ever met. I want a church full of warriors. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody gives you some mouth, you smack them upside the head. What I'm talking about is Just like we learned this morning in our men's class, and if you weren't there, guys, as a man, if you weren't in there, you missed it. These are are Navy SEALs that are believers, and they are men's men. They're they're not a sissy among them. And, And he was talking about that every morning before he gets up, he prays that he would put on the full armor of God. Now, I'm not going to talk about the armor of God this morning, but I want to talk about what, we mean, what it means to, to be a warrior. I'm going to read some scripture. Would we, if you can, can you stand while I read scripture? This, I wore a coat, so I feel particularly holy today. <laughs> Jeremiah 20, 11 through 12. It's a wonderful passage of scripture. But the Lord stands beside me like a great warrior. Before him, my persecutors will stumble. They cannot defeat me. They cannot defeat me. Let me say it again because I don't think you heard it. They cannot defeat me. They will fail and be thoroughly humiliated. Fail and humiliate your enemies. Stand next to the warrior. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. Amen. Amen. Father God, we can sit down. Father, we thank you and pray that you would be in our midst today. Blessed Holy Spirit, would you speak to the hearts of each person that's here. Lord, give me the uh, power and the, and the tenacity in your word this morning to speak the truth in love, but speak the truth nevertheless. Father, if there's anything that would bring dishonor to you or embarrass you or cause a problem for a brother or sister out here, remove it from my mouth and my mind. I pray in your son's name. Amen. Mrs. Barth was a crossing guard when I was in grade school. And she was a crossing guard in a bit, one of the busiest intersections in town, corner of Locust and Center Street. 
And she would, she wasn't, a, she wasn't an imposing lady. She, she, she was tall and slender, and, and uh, yet she had that whistle and the badge and all the accoutrements of being a crossing guard. And when she would step into the street, she would walk confidently. She'd blow her whistle, raise her hand. She had those white gloves on. And, and the cars and trucks, semis, motorcycles would come to a complete stop. And she'd look on the corner, and she'd look at us kids, and she would give us a motion to come. Sometimes, if she perceived that we were having a particularly bad morning, she'd give us a hug. So she's hugging and holding. <laughs> she was good. <laughs> And when we crossed that street, she'd blow her whistle and she'd wave the traffic to resume. She was invested by our local government to a position of a... Thank you, Bart. Oh, hey, he, isn't he good? Hey, good job, Bart. All right, all right. Yeah, anyway. Okay, back to Mrs. Barth. Frequently, as Christians, we disregard Christ's intervention and we get trounced by temptation and we're defeated by those dug-in habits. And I'm not talking necessarily about habits that are, that are going to destroy your life because of you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I'm not talking about that, although that does occur. But I'm talking about pride, I'm talking about lust, I'm talking about a failure to be committed to the Christian walk. I'm talking about the, the, the desire to do our own thing rather than God's thing. I'm talking about we know God's will and we aren't going to do God's will because we just don't have time. So I want to give you a first point to look at here. And, and I, I uh, don't, some of the stuff... Uh, <laughs> good one. You guys are quick. She kind of looked like that, only she was a little more wrinkled. But I want to talk to the first thing I want to tell you about is a warrior understands Satan's tactics. Say, so, well, how do I find out what a warrior's tactics are? You get in the book. Amen. You know how he tempts you, you know those hot buttons. That, God, that, that uh, uh, Satan knows where they are, and he can push them. And we were told that when, when we put on that armor and we are dressed as that, that warrior for Christ, we step out the door and the devil and his demons see us, and he says, uh-oh, 
This old boy's prayed up, not today. We'll go find some other softy. And he can leave us alone until we stop implementing that armor. Despite our best intentions, we can be so neutralized by our own internal struggles that, that we're incapable of, of influencing our world for God in any meaningful way. We can become ineffective in reaching the lost who will come into the church, but because we are ineffective, because we are anemic, because we haven't put on that armor, we can't be effective. Our, our efforts against evil, both in the internal personal life and in our world, are, they're feeble and fruitless without being that warrior prince or princess of God. I believe that, that ignorance of the authority that Christ has given to believers and or their, their failure to live in a way that gives them confidence to exercise that authority is the reason that we are helpless in the face of evil. Why are things going so haywire in my life? Well, what are you doing? Why aren't things working out in my life? And you end up becoming a victim because you think that all you got to do is say, Jesus, help, and he comes flying down and does an abracadabra and fixes you up and life goes on the way that it was, and you don't change a blooming thing in the way you're walking with Christ. In fact, you're not changing a thing in the way you walk. God bails you out. Thanks, Lord. Sometimes you don't even thank him, and life goes on as usual. You wonder why things aren't working out? Things aren't working out because you're not doing what God is telling you to do. Luke 10, 19 says, Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. Jesus is saying, I have given you, and he's talking to the disciples, I've given you power, the authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes. Now, don't try this. And scorpions, and crush them. Nothing will injure you. Now, if you are in tune with God, and if you are really walking where God wants you to walk and doing, the will of his, uh, doing His will, these things will come true. Things won't hurt you. And He's using it as, it's, it's a hyperbole, it's called. And, and He's using this as an example of your authority as a Christian. Things, bad things can't hurt you. You go to the zoo and you see this cobra, you stick your hand and you say, hey, Lord, I love you. Let me be a demonstration. Let me be an illustration to all these heathen that are looking at me. And you stick your hand in the cobra's pit and it bites you and your hand swells up and your arm falls off and then you die. You go to heaven and say, Lord, what happened? Well, you're an ignoramus. You weren't doing what I told you to do. The Lord has permanently given believers authority or power over Satan and the demons. We cannot be defeated by them if we don't let them. Now, what happens is, as, as, as the, the Word tells us that He is an angel of light, right? He also can be ugly and scary, and He can be so intimidating that we are scared spitless to do anything. We are, we are paralyzed because we're afraid of what Satan might do to us, and therefore we become ineffective. We turn in our sword, we turn in our shield, we turn in 
everything that makes us that warrior and we just sit down and do nothing and get hammered and cry poor me. Satan will take as much from us as we allow him to take. His, he, he will bluff and bluster with displays designed to scare and intimidate you. He'll find wherever, he will work wherever he finds someone willing to cooperate with him. He manipulates events and people constantly in his attempts to appear as the master of the world, master of the universe. I think there was a cartoon. He would have us believe that he is successfully destroying the work of God. He, he, he's not destroy, he cannot destroy the word of God or the work of God. He knows his fate is sealed. There's going to come a time where he is going to be thrown into the lake of fire and there's not going to be any more demons or Satan. But until that day, he's active. He's around. And don't believe the lies that he's telling you. It's nothing but an illusion based on lies. You get into these feel-good churches and I'm not going to name names and I'm not going to... Is, is there any way that you can dim that? I'm getting cross-eyed. Okay, good, thanks. Well, I don't care if they sleep. Anybody in here going to sleep? Okay, go to sleep. Go to sleep. I'm going to talk about you. It's an illusion that these guys, they make you feel good. These huge, 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 huge churches and they, they make you feel good and they go out into the community and they make the community feel good and they have all these, all these things and it's, and it's, you know, a road that is 10 miles long and a half inch deep. It doesn't work. Ephesians 6, 12 through 13 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting one another. But against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, therefore, take up the full armor of God. Now, you got pieces of the armor. Well, you know, that sword's getting kind of heavy. I, you know, I'm just going to kind of lay it on the side. And, you know, I, people are going to make fun of me with this shield. I'm just going to put that aside. But, you know... It's kind of cool, this breastplate of righteousness. I got these jewels that looks kind of flashy. And the belt holds my pants up. So I'm going to go out with that. So I'm partially, I part, I'm using part of the armor of God. And if you don't have the whole armor of God, it isn't going to work. So that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Rulers and powers and world forces of this darkness and spiritual forces of wickedness describe the different strata in the demonic realm. The second thing I want you to look at is a warrior resists Satan's lies. You haven't the opportunity, many of you, to meet, have met Mrs. Gideon, Keith's, Keith's mother. Keith, uh, Keith, Keith's mom was born with a double cleft palate and a double hair lip. She was eight years old before she had any surgery. Can you imagine the ridicule, the humility, the fun that kids were poking at her, making fun of her? And she's, is she 80 yet? 84. 84. 
she still carries that mess around. And so the devil is talking to the, and this woman loves Jesus. And she gets after me, why don't you sing hymns in that church? She got mad and she moved away. Tell her I said that, will you? <laughs> so, so she's believing those lies. But you know what? When you look inside that woman's life and you talk to her for just a minute, you'll see the beauty of Jesus Christ come out of her. See, this is just the earth suit. This is just, this is just skin and bones. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to rot away and die. I, was, I did a funeral yesterday of a, of a friend of mine that I was working in hospice with, and he died, and, and he was a believer. And he says, don't let him cry for me. Well, they did anyway. <laughs> but he says, I want a party. I know where I'm going. John, tell them. Actually, he said, give it to them good. <laughs> See, men and women, human beings who, who promote paganism and the occult and various other ungodly and immoral movements and programs are, are, are just dupes of Satan and his demons, trapped by sin and unwittingly helping to fulfill his schemes. The demonic categories aren't explained, but, but rulers, no doubt, reflect a high order of demons and they're linked with authorities. Powers are another rank. World forces of this darkness refer to demons who have infiltrated various political systems of this world. Now, I'm not going to make any party jokes here. But they have invaded, and they are invading Washington, and they're invading the New York City. They're invading the big cities of, and, and power bases of, the, of, the, of our nation and even of the world. They're attempting to patter, pattern their system after Satan's realm of darkness. Spiritual forces, forces of wickedness are demons who tempt, and, and this, this hits young people like never before. We're seeing things, and my granddaughter tells me things that, that I, just, I just shudder. What's happening in our high schools today? What's happening in our colleges today? These forces of wickedness are demons who tempt with extremely perverse Sexual practices, the occult, Satan worship, and vile, vile immorality. You say, well, I'm going to go to a party. And some hooligan pulls out a Parker Bradley. Is it, is it still Parker Bradley? The, the games. Pulls out this, this game, and it says Ouija board. Oh, Ouija board, this is fun, this is fun. We're going to have fun with this. And so out jumps the devil. You're not going to see him. But he's active. And so you get around and you're playing with that plushette. That's that thing that you put your hands on. Or you're not supposed to touch it. And you ask questions and it, it'll spell things out. It works. It, it, it really works. Sarita and I uh, fooled around with that when we were first married. And, and uh, one of us was filled with adult beverage. It wasn't her. It was me. But, but we got that thing out, and, and it, was, it was talking to it, not verbally. It works, and we were not touching that. Kids, young people, old people, don't mess around with that. It's real. The devil is, is, going, to, is going to infiltrate your life with that stuff. Paul's purpose, however, is not to explain the details of the hierarchy, but to give us an idea of, of Satan's sophistication and power. He... He's not, he's not a dummy. 
He was created as the most beautiful and intelligent angel of, of all creation. When he got kicked out of heaven, he didn't lose any of that power. In fact, God gave him power over the authority over all the world, all the earth. This is his realm, friends. And you better know his tactics or you're going to get your brains kicked out. We're pitted against an incredibly evil and powerful and intelligent enemy. And as a warrior, we are warriors. You're no longer in Satan's domain. You are not part of what he has got going. Oh, but he is so fine, John. You don't understand, and I'm so lonely. Well, it was only a little bit of money, and that, that, that company has got bazillions of dollars. It's not really embezzlement. It's, it's, it's taking care of those that have need, and I'm needy. They've got money. I, I, yeah, I borrowed it, but I don't need to pay it back. guy said, hey, anytime you want, that's okay with me. Well, she's, she's, she's troubled, and, and, she, and she wants to speak to me, and we talk. And, and, we, and, 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 and he, she understands me. We get each other. And the next thing you know, there's trouble. That's Satan's domain. You have all the resources of the Holy Spirit, and through the Holy Spirit, you're able to free yourself from any demonic entanglement, no matter how, how severe. So we're, uh, I'll tell it again. It's worth telling, but I was over in, I was over in uh, preaching in, in Junction City and uh, got done, and, and uh, pastor, pastor uh, said, John, watch this. This is going to amaze you, and don't, don't be worried. He says, you're, you're prayed up. And I, I preached an, evangel, uh, an evangelistic message, and, and uh, uh, that was a shouting church, so I got to shout a little bit, and they, they talked back to you. But I got back, and this lady had a black veil. She was dressed in black, had this black veil over her face. And, uh, and uh, Wayne says, uh, whatever her name was, this is uh, uh, Dr. Batson. He, uh, he's he's uh, an, uh, an Iwana missionary. And uh, we are really happy to meet, have him here, and I just wanted to introduce him to you. So, whatever, Millicent, John, John Millicent. I, held, I hand, put out my hand to greet her, and she hissed at me. <laughs> Scary? No. I was armored up. It was, it was unsettling. And I said, Wayne, why are you letting this kook in this church? And he said, she has been assigned by her coven to come and destroy this church. So far, five people have left. So, I know most of you. And if I get a sniff that something haywire like that's going on, we're going to talk. Where sins confessed and put away, Satan and his demons will hit the road. Despite his best efforts, the kingdom of God grows. Don't get so concerned about what's happening in Washington, friends. Oh, what's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen? You think this is taking God by surprise? Come on! He knows Nancy Pelosi. He's got her right where he wants her. And Lunch Bucket Joe, do you think that surprises him? 
that God is worried about Biden and, and this AOC and all these other hooligans that are, that are in, in, in running for office. And even our president, God, God knows him. God knows what his faults are. But I believe, that, I believe that in that, God has control and he's got the people in office that he wants in office. Why, I don't know. But he is in control, so stop having your knees banging together because the world is falling, our country is falling apart. It's not falling apart. The kingdom of God is growing. The political system is falling apart. But I don't know how many of you in here are politicians. No, I don't think so. Sinners become saints. Hopeless people find hope. Dying people find life. And he may threaten an attack, but Jesus has given us a greater authority which the evil one must respect and yield to. Listen to the Bible says. 1 John 4, 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Stop whining and crying about what's going on, friends. Get busy, armor up, and go out and take on this world. Win some, win some lost people. We've got, we've got to get 100 people in these seats. That's our goal. And you're not going to do it by sitting down, wringing your hands, or saying, woe is me, I don't have time. The other guy will do it. Are you a Christian through faith in Jesus Christ? Are, then, then if you are, you are a warrior with the authority to defeat the enemy. Don't repeat the lies of Satan and his demons. Stop telling yourself that the world and the world that you cannot change yourself or your situation. Nine times out of ten, if you're in a bad situation, you're the one that put yourself there. And if you put yourself there, you can pull yourself out. But you don't understand. I'm a this, I'm a that. You, you just, I don't, you know, the, the, the doctors say that, that you're... You're, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a mess. Well, I'm a mess. Yeah, you know, they, they, every, oh, you got cancer? You can't say cancer. can't say cancer. You're a Baptist. Yes, you can. And what happens if I lose my right arm? I learned to write with my left. And I can use my left hand to punch in stuff on the computer. God's taking care of that. Well, what happens if you, if you can't walk? Well, we're going to make Jerry stay home and I'll use his wheelchair. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I love it when Gary tells us that, that we have got, we've got a mouthful of excuses for not doing something. A mouthful. Stop acting like you're defeated. You're a warrior. Right. Amen. You have that sword of the Spirit. It's like a lightsaber. Watch, watch uh, Luke Skywalker. Exactly. We have that sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, which will defeat the enemy. As a warrior, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. God will provide all the resources that I need today. As a warrior, I love you with the love of the Lord because He loved me and my life. I love you. Love me back. Love me front. Love my side. <laughs> my top and my untop. I say, no, never. Yeah. Anyway. So, so knowing your position in Christ is the first step to spiritual victory. However, there's more. There's a lot more. 
While it's critically important to know the truth about which you are in Christ, you must also commit to living, to living as a warrior, a warrior prince, a warrior princess. You use the armor of God. You, you build the body of Christ through your giftedness. If your actions aren't consistent with your words, you create a gap uh, for the entrance of greater, greater evil into your life. And your defenses were going to be breached and you'll find yourself neutralized and worse yet, you'll be defeated because that's your choice. John, you still don't understand. Yeah, I understand. Everybody has stuff going on in their life. Everybody. Every single one of us has got stuff going on in our life. But every one of us who has named the name of the Lord Jesus Christ has got the resources to put that stuff out of our life. So get that spiritual scoop shovel and get that junk out of here. As a warrior, the third thing, as, as a warrior, I have the power to defeat evil. A classic illustration of this is found in the, the story of Achan. Remember Achan in, in the, the Bible? God promised Israel they, they'd uh, be successful in their war of conquest, conquest for the promised land. I mean, he, he just, they just decimated Jericho. And so they went to the north and they, phew, flat. All right, boys, you ready for AI? Okay, I'm going to give you a lesson in Hebrew. All right? Repeat after me. AI. How do you spell it? Oh, man, you guys are sharp. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2 says, If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commandments that I'm giving you today. See, Moses is outlining God's principles of blessing for the nation here. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord God or your God. Deuteronomy 28, 15 says, but if you refuse, listen, if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and do not obey all the commands and decrees I'm giving you today, all these curses will come and overwhelm you. I'm going to do it my way, God. Your way hasn't worked for 50 years. I've tried. I've been to church. I got baptized. I worked the bake sale. I worked the cake sale. I worked the car wash. I worked the dog wash. I worked everything. I played music. I sang. I washed the floor. I pulled the weeds. I went knocking on doors telling them about our church. (laughs) Not Jesus, the church. These curses will come and overwhelm you. A year or so later during that first battle of the campaign for conquest of the promised land, Achan chose to disobey God's word. God commanded that nothing was to be taken from the enemy. And to keep the Israelis from becoming just another marauding band of thieves, God directed that all the wealth that was captured was to be placed in the national treasury. Achan got greedy. He took gold, silver, and a fancy robe. Let me stop here. A key trait of, war, of a warrior for God is, is complete obedience to his word. God doesn't say no to you to be a killjoy. 
you know, I, I, just, it's, it's, I, just, I just want this. It's not good for you, child. Ah, you're a killjoy. So, Achan thought his sin was hidden because he dug a hole in, in his tent and buried it. And God knew, and at the next campaign, they were soundly defeated by a smaller city, and 30 of our boys died in battle. Their divine authority and power had been neutralized by the sin of one man. Want to destroy a church? One man, one woman can do that if we let sin go undetected, undealt with. If you live an inconsistent, undedicated Christian life, Satan as demons will mock you when they attempt to speak. When you attempt to speak with authority to them, they will heap shame on you. They'll most likely cause you to lapse into silence. That's what happened with Achan. They're, these guys are lying, you know, because they're saying God is no longer listening to you. They're, they're lying, but their lies are quite effective. And so we exercise the authority given us by Christ, and it requires that we are in an intimate relationship with Him. Before the most basic, the most basic sin that we can have today is pride. Pride. In fact, that was the original sin. Lucifer went to God, went to the angel, said, I am going to be like. And, and he lied. And it caused his defeat. We work at getting a place of comfort and at accumulating possessions for ourselves. We work at gaining places of power within our family, our neighborhood, our community, our church, our work. Underlying our fighting and struggling is the idea, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. I work hard. I deserve this. It's not going to be good for you, child of God. Not going to be good for you. Stay away. In the most extreme expressions, selfish pride becomes self-worship. And the words are not verbalized, but the attitude is, I am a God. I am controlling my destiny. In my world. Think about it. How many of you, how many of the difficulties that you had this past week could have been the result of your pride? That could cause the defeat in your life. I'm worth it. Well, turn, on, turn from your selfishness. Jesus is talking about self-denial. He says, take up your cross daily. This is how we become those effective warriors. And lastly, third thing is, is follow Christ. The way of the world is to make one's mark, express yourself, do your own thing, create a legacy, make your name known, and let's assume that you do that. Have you really succeeded? Matthew 16, 26. I skipped ahead, guys. <laughs> well, we're running out of time and Matt gets angry. What do you want? What do you, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Gain the whole world. You become a Nashville picker. That's a great song, Loving Spoonful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he got it all. And how'd you get there? No, you ended up sleeping with the producer's wife. Oh.
Where'd she go? Oh, she, will you guys quit walking around? I'm using you as an illustration. So you lose her. She's ready to cut your throat. You lose her. You lose your boys. You lose your friends. Craig and I are going to come and stomp you into a little grease spot. But you've lost your soul. Was it worth it, Matt? Was it worth it? No. Absolutely. So stop it. Stay away from Nashville. Luke 17, 10, 17 through 20 says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among the snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Jesus adjusted their attitude. Is he adjusting your attitude this morning? What does Jesus say is the real cause for rejoicing? We are children of God. We are safe and we are secure. Our victory is not in a warrior's authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and his presence with you. Take out that sword of the Spirit, bud. Get dressed. Get that, get that helmet of salvation on you. Get that, that breastplate of righteousness, the, the, the belt of truth, shield of faith. Satan's going to start throwing those darts at you. You're in high school. going to be in high school. You're in high school now? going to be in high school. What grade are you in? Next year. And, and, you know, it's already coming. You're a good-looking, talented guy. And those women are going to be after you like flies on stuff flies like. I probably would. But you know what? It's a worry of moms and dads, especially these two beauties. <laughs> I had two beauties. Yeah, watch it. They grow up. <laughs> victory is not, our victory is not in a warrior's authority, but in the authority of God and his presence with, within you. Let's pray. Lord, uh, I, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this message this morning. May we as men and women, young people, old people, middle people, may we as your children put on that armor. May we really understand that we truly are warriors of you. And, and we have this awesome ability to thwart the enemy and build your kingdom. Lord, give us courage. Give us that tenacity. Get us up off the back of our lap and into the fight. Yeah, we're going to get wounded. We're going to get, we're going to get nailed from time to time. We're going to get hit by one of his fiery darts. But Lord, we know that you are greater than any evil in the world. And we are your children. And if you're here today and you don't know that you're a child of God, if you have never asked Jesus Christ to be your personal Savior, may this be the day where you say yes to God. You'll get your sword. You get all the accoutrements of the armor of God. And you do that by saying a simple prayer. And the prayer, remember, doesn't save you. Your attitude of heart does. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And right now, in the best way I know how, I ask you to come into my life and save me. I believe when you died on that cross... You died in my place that I could have eternal life. 
And I thank you for that in your son's name. Amen. Take us home, Matt.